Begin. <laughs> Podcast time. We're back at it. Here we are. It's been a it's been a little bit. You don't know that listener, but it's been a little bit. Yeah. The secret passage of time behind the scenes. Yeah. You see, time is warping itself to our demands. Yeah. You're just a witnesser of two time yeah. lords. Witness it. <laughs> Witness us. You were puking last week. I was. I tried to make sure. it, but I had to pull over and have a disgusting side of the road puke <laughs> where people kind of like pull out and go around to where you're like <laughs> they think you're like a traffic hazard but you're just throwing up like Ew, i better not get too close <laughs> disgusting <laughs> so then i had to and i don't i don't remember what i well never mind let's not get too into yeah the, we the can skip that. of it no. but it was a it was a violent silent hill-esque <laughs> <laughs> But so, you're better. I'm doing so good. And we're back. And we're recording and we're on the podcast. And you're here. You're listening. Thank you. Yeah. You're still just a pawn in our games. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, these these past couple weeks have been a thing. Still working. Still no time to do anything. So played a little bit of Silent Hill, too. Did a little bit of movie watching as much as I could. Nice. I watched a, a movie at my sister's request. Shout out, Sister Claire. Oh, sister? She listens, apparently. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sister Claire. She, the nun. I don't call her Sister Claire. <laughs> she had mentioned a movie called Glean the Cube, which I had heard of but never watched. Hmm. It's a skateboarding movie from the 80s, okay. late 80s. It's got um, River Phoenix as the main guy. Rest in peace. Prior to, yes, his passing. But... It was not what I expected. There was, was skateboarding. If I were to tell you there's a skateboarding movie called Glean the Cube and it stars River Phoenix, what would you guess is the plot? Uh, some skateboarding. Okay. Definitely a lot of skating, some mm -hmm. gleaning. And I don't even know what that word is, to be ah, honest. Is it like shining, planing, mm -hmm. rubbing off? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. The Cube? Yeah, maybe it was a skateboard term. I don't know. Probably. I was never a skater boy. Well, if you ever wanted a movie where a guy has an adopted Vietnamese brother who gets killed because he discovered some shady things in the books of the job he was working at, and then River Phoenix uh, goes kind of rogue in discovering what caused his brother to die. Dang it. I was really hoping River and Phoenix played the Vietnamese man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a brother. The the plot was like really heavy. Like oh, <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be a bunch of skateboarding. And there was some skateboarding done by uh Tony Hawk, acted in the film. A young really Tony young Hawk. Hawk. He had like the sweet hair that like came all the way over to the side of his face. Not emo, but just like just a 80s skater boy. sweet hair. Oh. Uh, I think there's some other famous skaters in there too. Rodney Mullen. Famous. I know all these guys from Tony think, Hawk. Yeah, me too. Skater, yeah. yeah. Um, he was like a Flatland Tricks guy. Yeah, he did cool moves. But he is, they, he does like the whole credit scene. He's just like flipping around. He's pretty around. sick. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But it was a pretty fun movie, except that it was just too heavy plot-wise. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to see a brother die. And, How'd uh, they get him? 
They meant to just scare him. They knew that this kid discovered their secret, that they were importing weapons via this uh, relief fund thing they were doing. Yeah. And so a guy like meant to just choke him and scare him. And then he like, he's dead. He just... <laughs> Got into, so into it. They actually, they it was in a hotel room. So they propped him up, made it look like he killed himself. Ah, by choking himself? Yeah, he had hung himself, apparently. Uh-huh. But well, River Phoenix knew my brother wouldn't do well, that. Well, massive plot thing there, the handprints on the throat versus the rope. Prints. I don't know what kind of forensics were done. Just took this movie apart. <laughs> Destroyed it. There was a cool, like a really long city chase skateboarding involved scene towards cool. the end that was very cool. I like it. But Gleaning you know, the cube. Yeah. It's worth a watch. It's fun. Why not? Yeah. Watch it. Um, did you watch that movie this week? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but now I'm probably not going to. Yeah. I still haven't watched Oppenheimer. We had scheduled have I. a plan, but it didn't come together. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned that I'm going to miss it. Theater wise? Yeah. Did you want to theater wise it? It's, almost, it's Nolan. IMAX. You got to see Nolan and IMAX. You're going to IMAX a, it? He's a, yeah, he's an auteur. It's like a 70 millimeter something yeah. special. You just want to see it in its highest possible quality. That's fair. Who's ma- I mean, earnestly, who's making movies with that eye of detail mm-hmm. beyond Nolan nowadays? Mm-hmm. Probably some guy I don't even know anything about. I sound like a dingus. Like whoever made Barbie. So, yeah, that's another one I'm, I'm probably going to end up catching. Did you catch Barbie? We saw Barbie together as a family because nice. I have a wife and a daughter. And it was okay. There you go. Yep. I'll talk about that a little more off pod because I have some deeper thoughts I don't okay. want to express. I'm excited for it. This is a no deep thought pod. Yeah, we keep it real light. Um, what else did I? What we do in the shadows came back, so I've been catching up the with the television that. show. Yeah, yes, and um, I'd say this is better than the last season. You are probably the biggest fan of that show that I know. You know, it's because the first two seasons when Jermaine Clement was still writing for it are nearly perfect tv yeah. for me they're so good <laughs> and then he left and it just got americanized uh, if that makes any sense it lost that little that biting new zealand thing yep and um this one there's still a little bit of over the top but i, I feel like they're trying to rein some of it back in a little bit hmm. it, it's all right so far okay. um futurama came back mm-hmm. so i've been viewing that new episodes new episodes hot new episodes of futurama which are actually so far really good are I they laughed at all. Keeping them past writers, or it's a whole new thing. Uh, I think some of the writers have returned. Obviously, Matt Groening, Groening, yeah, is involved. The voice actors are back. It's uh, like any time that you bring voice actors back, and you see this in The <laughs> Simpsons a lot. <laughs> they're groggily. They're getting old. You can hear the old in their voice, so you hear like Fry just sounds a little bit like he's a sixty-year-old man, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. he is. Like the voice actor is so, um, but it's still great. I'm enjoying it. It's fun to be back. That show can't really miss for me. Yeah. If you drama just keeps on trucking and I don't ever get too mad about it. So I entirely missed on that show when it was new, but I think you had mentioned it and I, I watched like a few seasons and they were all good episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun show. Um, that's really, I didn't really get into the movies this week. Did you do anything physically activities? Not really. I mean, I played yeah, a show. Me <laughs> like, oh. 
the day I was throwing up, <laughs> which having a migraine and being nauseous and standing next to drums for 45 minutes, you're like, can we have a soft acoustic? <laughs> yeah, that can't be fun. So it wasn't a really hot week. Yeah. Just one of those midsummer weeks. Yeah. Midsummer weeks. Ooh, let's talk about Midsummer. <laughs> we didn't watch it recently, but. I like that movie a lot. A movie. I still think that movie holds up in my mind. It's really good. Um. Um, <laughs> I hate when people do that. When they um, yeah, it's a real bad habit on a podcast or in general. Not anything, don't um. just a person. Don't pretend you don't have anything for the dear for the dear <laughs> listener. Our pawns and just the game let of that life. dead air float. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine what's happening in the background. <laughs> We're sitting in a <laughs> just basement. Two guys in the basement looking at each other <laughs> frantically, <laughs> trying to think. Never of something. mind. Don't forget. Just forget that. Yeah, forget about it. Don't think about it. That boring week. Ready to get into the Silent Hill 2? I'm so I'm quite ready. All right, let's dive in. I can't think of a single sound from the game. Is that what? Mm. It's like a, it's like a murloc from wow. <laughs> that was a little bit. Like a <laughs> there was weird monster sounds I constantly. Mean, there's a as you were. Let's not hop into the game too far, too fast. But as you're first going towards too the furious. town and you're kind of running along, what I'm assuming is a riverbed, mm-hmm. which is yeah, like noises. there's no, there's just like some. What am I in for here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But roll it back. What are the hot, <laughs> spicy, cool facts? Oh, I got some facts. Some fun facts. In September of 2001, this game became available to the public for PS2. Congratulations, public, in 2001. Published by Konami, which I think... Have we done another Konami game already? I feel like we discussed the width and breadth of Konami's reach. Super Castlevania Four was uh, Konami. Yeah, yeah, They've made so many games. I felt like this was kind of Konami's response, not to, obviously, but the first one, to like Resident Evil, which is not made by Konami. Yeah. Anyway, that was for PS2 in 2001, and when they were developing it, Xbox and GameCube were still not complete. They couldn't get their hands on it, but they were like, we got to make this game. Yeah. So they just went for PS2, but it was only in December of the same year that they released the Xbox version. So they were on it. Wowzers. And That's that, a whole new console. And it released with whole new content. You, you know, I saw a video, not to totally derail, but of people standing outside of a, what would have been, EA Games in 2000, EB, waiting for the EA EB Games. EA games. E, e, games is a developer. EB GameStop. Games. I think it was GameSpot. E, I think there was an EB Games. EB Games, maybe. Yeah. Electronics Boutique. That's Elec- what it yeah, stood yeah. for. So they're outside in 2000 waiting for the PlayStation 2. And, the console. Yeah, and whew, I almost wept. Just the enjoyment of everyone. It's literally like, it's only 20 years, but it, it's like if you were to just sit down and draw a utopia of how like good <laughs> things could possibly be. Yeah. It was just happening. It's wild. I know people from 2000 are like, oh, terrible. <laughs> but I'm, I'm watching that video right there, and I'm like, jeez. Look, a lot of it may have been terrible, but moments like that where it's, People excited and they're yeah. waiting. And it's really pure. It, it, it was no like 
there wasn't like this deep-seated nastiness perpetuated by the internet running <laughs> through it. All right, sorry. Back to the <laughs> back to the game. Uh, no, you're not wrong. I remember waiting for Modern Warfare Two, which is not that long ago. Maybe not um, twenty years. No, oh, oh, 15? oh, seven, oh, eight, maybe something like that. Somewhere in there. And waiting a midnight release. People in line, everyone's excited, want to grab their copy. You just order it online now or just digital and it's yeah. you miss that. We're That's all insular. Online. You don't get to go see all the other gamers in the town and just sit in yeah. line and talk and plan something fun out. Sad podcast. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to guess how many <laughs> copies this game sold in North America after a month? Silent Hill 2. 830,000. Close, a million. You've been further away and more excited True. about that. This is only 200,000 away. <laughs> That's still not within the 10%. Brent's law remains untouched. Yeah, and we live in North America, so I didn't buy this one. Did you play this new? Um, No. Did you play the original new? No. Me neither. This, this is the first time I played Silent Hill. Uh, I, remember, I think we talked about the only one I played was that demo that came out a mm, while ago. The more recent one that yeah. then went away and everyone cried. Uh, I didn't play either of these, but I remember a lot of buzz around the first one specifically. And then because of that critical acclaim, they made the sequel. Great job, Konami. Good for you guys. Konami, if you're listening. <laughs> there probably are. <laughs> probably. One of our 30 <laughs> listeners is Konami. Um, I think, are you a spooky game boy? A little. You'll dabble? I'll dabble. You I don't say Outlast, Amnesia, um, other games in that kind of first-person spooky genre I've played. I don't love them. They scare me, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Shocking. Like, I played Resident Evil 7. Is that oh, the first yeah. person? Or yeah. Not? The most Biohazard, I think it's called. Maybe. It's in a creepy house with, like, a creepy backwoods family. Yeah. Come yeah. on, boy. I played here. it for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I'm too scared. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like to be scared. It took me until I, the age of about 32, 33 to revisit Freddy Krueger for Nightmare on Elm Street that we used to watch at the Drucks house on the weekends. Sorry, mom. We watched R rated movies. But it was too scary and too frightening until I was like 33, 34. And I was like, I'm a brave boy. I'll watch the night on Elm Street. So anyway. <laughs> Did your wife ask why the lights were on that night? <laughs> I watched it in broad daylight in a situation that you can relate to. I was watching it. You would understand personally how I was able to watch that in broad daylight. Oh, yeah. yeah I know what you're talking cover. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, back to Silent Hill 2 and how scary it is. Um, they began developing in June of 99. So again, just uh, a brief two-year period in this game was incredible. churned out. Every time we come, we talk about these old games, the turnaround time. Wild. Yeah, a little simpler to make, but still. Masterpieces. Seven to ten million dollar budget was the guess for creation of the game. That's a spicy meatball. About 50 people worked on it. Not terrible. Um, and that was, June 99 was soon after Silent Hill 1 had been completed. So they saw the success of that and were like, let's make another one. It's money. It's free money. It's free money. <laughs> they say the narrative was inspired by the Russian novel Crime and Punishment by Fyodor 
Dostoevsky, yeah. yeah. Which I read. You read that? I've read that I book. I don't think I've ever read Crime and Punishment. It's a weird, like, psychological thing, if I remember correctly. Mm. Like, it's a guy kind of tormenting himself over something he's done. That's the punishment of it. Never done that myself. No? Never made a single mistake. <laughs> that I've dwelled I on. definitely don't listen back to this podcast every week. <laughs> I'm such a stupid doofus. Idiot. I can't believe I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, so it was meant to be like very psychological in every aspect of the game. I didn't take all the notes on that from the wiki, but man, there's a lot of references to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which is crazy because I don't think I got far enough to really see a lot of that influences. I let me do this last little thing and then we'll I'm talk so about excited how far to hear we this yeah. last little bit. <laughs> do you want to guess the Metacritic rating for any PS2, Xbox, even released on PC? Eighty nine for PS2, eighty four for Xbox, seventy for PC. Seventy? Yeah, must so have been a bad port. Probably bad port. That's been known to happen constantly. Yeah, that was pretty much the last fun fact. We I, I was going through the reviews of the time <clears throat> of the game. There was a lot of high praise for the game. It's been on a lot of lists of like best PS2 games, top, I don't know, 12 or so. Yeah. Someone lauded it as best game ever, so a lot of people really like this game. Wow. Number one. Did you like it? Well, let's get into it. <laughs> did you like that transition? Silent Hill 2. We already did that part. And it's not Resident Spooky Evil. Boogaloo. Silent Hill <laughs> 2. Hey, hey. This is the Silent Hill. <laughs> they do that in Resident Evil 2. It opens Resident Evil Doesn't 2. Really <laughs> they, they say the number. <laughs> I think, yeah. Silent Hill 2. So this game starts. And you start playing it. And... For me, I immediately went, this voice acting is stinky. <laughs> and I never changed it, but I kept thinking I probably should do Japanese with subtitles. Maybe, yeah, sometimes that's better. Because I really suffered from a spaghetti Western. Yeah. What What are you doing here? <laughs> Why have you come? And mm, you think it was that bad? It was really, specifically the part I'm thinking of is when you get to a little graveyard. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, oh yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> Hi, I'm I am I'm here. <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy. It's not great. Um, but I don't hold that against it. I understand the limitations of recording something in an original in like one language and then trying to sync up the yeah like animation animation on the, the voices, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. So that was my first thing I noticed. It reminded me more a little bit of um, shoot. What's that game? You're pretty much just playing a movie, but it's the dad looking for his son. He's like, Sean, Sean. <laughs> heavy rain. Yeah, heavy yeah. rain. Like the voice in that is a little bit like it It just doesn't work for some reason. Because like, you're supposed to trigger it yourself a lot of times. Yeah. So triggering it is weird. And it, that's the same thing with this. It's it, The timings are off. That's not how humans speak. Mm, yeah. At least like English. That's not how you speak English. Right. <laughs> so it just doesn't work. It's like AI. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit like AI. But then it's real people, so <laughs> they, you can hear them being kind of really struggling to watch the lips move and talk with mm, the lips. I wonder if that's what it was. Just a little awkward in general. It's in, like, that's, that's why so many people don't like um, overdubbed anime and prefer the subtitles, because it's... 
In a cartoon, really? They're that upset about in a cartoon that the lips aren't matching? I don't know. I agree. I think the lips not matching would be better than the crazy, bad dialogue. But that's That's another thing. And the the dialogue itself isn't bad. What they're saying isn't the problem. It's just the delivery, which is just a, like like I said, if I could go back, I might do Japanese with Mm. subtitles, and that would fix that issue for me. Yeah. It sounds like someone is reading a script as opposed to acting. So I said that that was really the first thing I noticed. My second note, though, is the sound is mm-hmm. so good. It's re- like I had my headphones on. I had it cranked up. I was spooked. <laughs> it's scary. Immediately. The game starts you in a disgusting bathroom. <laughs> yeah. What's with that bathroom? <laughs> it's like, is anyone cleaning up here? <laughs> <laughs> no one's cleaning up. And it's so nasty. And then the, the sound is in such a way that you're immediately like, I'm going to get spooked within 30 seconds here. Yeah, you're kind of waiting for it. And then they wait. They're, they don't. Yeah. It's not about being, they're not spooking you outright. And so you leave, you go down this little trail, mm-hmm. and the sound there is great. There's growling. It As you move, it feels like there's something behind you the whole way. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of wanting to move. I thought there was like enemies on the way soon, but yeah. it, it was just growling. I thought it was chomp time. Little psychological terror from the developers. And it's good because this game also suffers from Resident Evil Syndrome where the controls are, are garbage. Bad. <laughs> They're not good. So you're getting that scary thing again where you're trying to move your character in one direction and then he's going the, the other direction. Yeah. Because you didn't point him and then walk him. Yeah. So you have to press up to move forward yeah. and you can rotate left and right. Did you find in the menu that you can change that control scheme? No. I immediately found in the menu you can just change the control scheme oh. to where you just point the direction you want to walk. So much easier. Wow. I just assumed that it I was, was going to be that way and just rolled with it. You would have saved me some annoyance. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's what it is. So the <laughs> you played it in the original developer's I did. I fully idea. So I'm sprinting. Uh, well, I didn't even know you could run. So I'm just slowly walking. Down I was the quickly path. looking for a run button too. I'm like, and it's like, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get mugs. <laughs> I don't know why is my guy going so slow. And then you just keep walking. Yeah, that was a, a long path to walk. And the way he's walking is hilarious because he kind of looks like he's just out walking the park, <laughs> just stroll, <laughs> happy go lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Scary out here. So the controls turns out I could have played with better controls. That's my fault. The music sound off the rip, amazing. Chef's kiss. The the graphics, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, um, it was uh, lauded for its graphics, its graphical capabilities. But I remember kind of a meme occurring with the first one where like it's so foggy and that was because of the graphical limitations. Uh, but I think its intent is part of the, fog works. the scariness, yeah. Well, that gets us to the first monster you encounter, which I found out are called straight jackets. Okay. And they are weird looking. You and that's what's really cool about this game is that it it's not jump scaring you in that way. Like the first monster is not a jump scare, and I think a lot of games rely on that, and mm-hmm. that to me implicates why this is really really good psychological horror slash thriller is that you see the monster, mm-hmm. it's just there. And then it's just like out, it's sort of out of reach and you're following it through the um, fog. Oh, yeah. And there's blood everywhere. And you just keep following the blood trail until you get to it and you see its naked butt cheeks. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since I played it. So I'm struggling to remember, but this is all coming back. Yeah, the first monster you see and you go, oh, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice acting. 
<laughs> and you walk towards it and you just keep going down a path. There's a, yeah, the blood on the street yeah. that you're tracking him. Then you see it underneath an underhang and you should be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> but instead your guy just climbs through. <laughs> like, I'm just going to approach him now. <laughs> and of I course, should keep getting closer. Yeah. And, and you whack it to death. With a two by four. Yeah, with a nail, I think. Some yeah, nails on it has it. a nail in it. So that was pretty, to I, me, that was a really interesting way to introduce a monster where if, like in a normal game, You'd be walking, and then the screen would start shaking like crazy, and the monster would start grabbing your throat. It comes to you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Game over. What was that? <laughs> and instead, you follow the monster because it's interesting. And of course, I mean, I don't even know. You could have just sat there. You could have gone back the other way and gotten in your car, but instead you hmm. walk towards it because you're interested. I wish I had just turned around and gone back to the car. <laughs> just threw off. <laughs> nah. Um, and... That's a real. That was that is just a really cool way to. It's like the the wonderment of what's going to happen, and it mm. just keeps getting weirder and grosser. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I hadn't considered that. I was more just playing it like a video game, which I think is why this one didn't really stick for me. And you probably would grasp a lot of the stuff they're trying to do a lot more like that, but it's meant to be more psychological and drawing you in and. Yeah. Um, why are those things shaped like an H? Do they have heads? Yeah, I think they're people in a straitjacket, <laughs> and their arms are just up. Yeah, <laughs> but some of them crawl on the ground. Ooh, so that was—that's the first time I got spooked by the game. <laughs> the ones because under you the hit them on the head, and then you stomp them. Mm -hmm. But the one time I didn't stomp him, and he goes Mah! and like crawls <laughs> around the ground. It's so scary. They crawl it's much quicker than they walk. The heck, at, yeah, because they're like. Yeah, pretty slow. They just breathe on you. Lumbering. <laughs> they Cat spit breath. some kind of poisonous yeah. venom. Brown stuff. Just barf on you. <laughs> but the first time it crawled, I went, wah. Yeah. <laughs> I really got spooked. Um, I was not enjoying my time. And again, it's due to my own video game sensibilities. I kind of want to, let's pick up the pace a little. Yeah. I'm not in, I don't have the time any longer to sit and like, let's get into this, what's happening, let's feel what the the game is intending. So I was sprinting, I was not walking, I sprinted the entire path to the graveyard yeah. and talked to that extremely rude lady. She's weird. Who apparently is like some kind of manifestation, not your dead wife, but she looks like your dead wife. Yeah, I, had, I did a little bit of reading because I obviously didn't complete the game, but I was really wondering what anything meant. So I watched, I read and I watched some little videos mm. about it. So plot wise, your guy has received a letter from his dead wife and she's saying, meet me in our secret or our fun Silent Hill city place. Yeah. So you're going back to Silent Hill because you've received a letter from your dead wife. I, th hmm, what would I do if I received a letter? What well, if you received first a, of all, what if, if my wife died. <laughs> what would you do if you received a letter from your dead wife, what you killed with a pillow? He killed her? Yeah. That's, that's part the whole of the thing. plot? Yeah, it's his guilt. Is that the end? Yeah. Sorry to spoil oh, Silent spoiler Hill alert. <laughs> It's 20 years. It's over 20 yeah. years old. <laughs> the, the moratorium on spoilers has passed, but surprise, that's the end. Um, so, I, yeah, I sprinted the whole path to the graveyard, immediately confused by the lady struck by the voice acting, keep sprinting. There's the monster. Again, 
I don't have time for this. I'm not walking after. I'm like, ooh, discovering, getting psychologically thrilled. I'm sprinting. I see the blood on the ground. I'm like, cool, I'm on the right track. Let me keep sprinting. I sprint, I sprint, I sprint. (laughs) I destroy the monster with a two by four and a nail. And then you're just kind of left to wander the streets of Silent Hill. Yeah, I mean, you kind of are just wandering around figuring out what the heck's going on. I wasn't really discovering much. So the the next thing you do, and this is as far as I got because I'm doing our new 90-minute, yeah. unless I have extra time. Um, And I think if you know the game, you would obviously blow past this part, but you go to an apartment building. I found a key to an apartment building first. You got to head over to the apartment building, and then in the apartment building, you're just solving clues. It, it, we're back to spooky puzzle game mm-hmm. at this point. And you run into Pyramid Head. I never saw him. You never saw Pyramid Head? I'm sad I didn't get it. It would make sense. It, truly, going like watching gameplays, I got like 30 minutes in for someone who knows what they're doing. But for me, it was closer yeah. to two hours just because I was, it's tough to figure out where you're going. You don't have to fight every enemy. I went and whacked every guy I saw on the head. I was killing a lot of those straight jackets. <laughs> you literally don't. You just run past them. Yeah. They and, will, because I was short on time, I, I killed probably 10 in a row. And then I was like, there's no benefit to killing <laughs> any of these. Um, so you go, you find, you go into the apartment building. It's it's sort of an open ended building where you can just go all over I the place. I did get into the building. I didn't complete um, it. So finding Pyramid Head, which is it turns out Pyramid Head is a construct created by the main character to punish himself. Yeah. See, all this is going way over my head. And for killing <laughs> his wife, the game ends with I think like two Pyramid Heads confronting you, and your wife's there, and you. There's like multiple endings. I have some notes on the endings. Um, and how you deal with it and realize what's going on with the pyramid heads, they'll kill themselves. Mm. Um, That's you're, your guilt leaving? Yeah, it's like just accepting. Okay. I don't think you I don't <laughs> think you murder your wife. I think you euthanize your wife because she was... Suffering. She was doing poorly. You pillow your wife to death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's worse ways. <laughs> sure. That's the old Tony Soprano method with his mom. He was going to... So that's kind of, I mean, that's as far as I got was the apartment building. There's a lot of puzzles and so on in there. Uh, I got to the clock and figured that piece out. I did see the clock. Yeah. And did. it was, there's some kind of thing you read on the side. Yeah. And then the clock opens and you go into a room. I never opened the clock. So, yeah, I mean, gameplay wise, I didn't go beyond that. But that's when I said, what's going on here? Because I'm not going to sit here and play the whole game, but I am actually interested with this plot and this story. And that's how mm-hmm. I watched some videos and read about the whole thing. That makes sense. And that tracks because you, I think you're more of a thinking man than myself for plots and video games. Yeah. Probably I think be. a lot, but not about plots and video games. Are <laughs> important things like life? No, family? not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> But I Seinfeld. Yes, I'm tying all the strings <laughs> together in Seinfeld. But I didn't care enough to solve a single puzzle in this game. And I'm sorry, I did play it for at least 65 minutes. So I didn't hit the 90 mark, but I was getting really bored and not enjoying it. That's fine. I can see not liking this game for sure. If you're a man of action. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with a slow game. I played Heavy Rain and I enjoyed it. Maybe that was easier to follow. Yeah, it's like, it's more direct. It's a movie yeah. you play, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm also not a huge fan of obtuse puzzles in games that like just require require you wandering. Yeah. 
if ever I have to wander, forget about it. it the game does a pretty good job of just if you wander, the the things are going to be there. You'll find the things. I've never found that to be true for myself <laughs> in a single game because I'm not good with maps. I don't remember where I was. I don't remember which direction I'm traveling. So if I got to wander and go back to anything I've already seen, it's going to take me eight times longer than the average person. <laughs> You're not much of an explorer. I'm okay exploring. Just don't make me go back to something I've already explored. More of a settler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I didn't love it, but I can see there's stuff there for people to like. Yeah, I get I accept it. that. The fog, I didn't love the fog, the amount of fog. It's this so might, foggy. This might be our most conflicting, and then I did we not hate the game. One thumbs up, one thumbs down situation. I think, I think I'm like a mid-thumb and you're a down-thumb. Yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was trying to think. If, there's been quite a few games on this list already where I've thumbs downed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry if <laughs> The guys fans. who hate games cast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We made a podcast about things we hate doing. <laughs> um, anything else gameplay-wise or anything with the game? No. I just I, I think it was a pretty cool game. I Playing it back then must have been a spooky experience. Yeah. I'm sure it was. <clears throat> I just don't love the spookiness. Do you want to hear about the other endings they had? Yes. I know of a couple, but... There were six total endings. It says Konami has kept their canonicity ambiguous. Yeah, which one actually is true and which one's not? Yeah. So in an ending called Leave, James, who's the main character, has one last meeting with Mary, who's his dead wife, reads her letter and leaves the town with Laura, who is the graveyard girl? Uh, I thought that was Marie. Sure. Who's Laura? Is that the kid? Okay. Maybe a kid. Oh, yeah. There's a few kids you're supposed to encounter. Why are there so many children wandering the streets? I think other people there have also had bad things happen to them or done bad things. Mm. They're also experiencing psychological horror. Yeah. This, it just all went over my head. I'm sorry. Uh, there's one called In Water, which is another ending. James commits suicide by driving into Lake Toluca with Mary's body in the car. Interesting. Worst things to do. That's what I felt like doing in that game. The Maria <laughs> ending sees Mary as the woman on the rooftop who has not forgiven James for killing her. After her defeat, James dismisses her as a hallucination and then leaves the town with an alive Maria who briefly coughs, <coughs> suggesting she will become sick just as Mary did and the cycle will repeat. Incredible sound effects. Yeah, too. that's uh, fully... Um, so those are the three main endings. There was something with the pyramid heads, but I don't see it here. Isn't there one with a doggy? It says there's three other endings only available in replay games. So in maybe a new game plus situation. Rebirth, in which James plans to resurrect Mary using arcane objects collected throughout the game. Ooh. <laughs> and two joke endings. Dog, where James discovers that a dog has been controlling all the events of a game of the game and UFO where James is abducted by extraterrestrials with the help of the first game's protagonist, Harry Mason. Hmm. So they went all out with endings. I do like a, a game within the ending. Yeah. A spattering of endings. I like it. Smattering. A spoodering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to talk about games that have good endings, but we'll do that another day. We will. All right, Silent Hill 2, I give it a recommend if you enjoy slow 
horror games with a story that's now been spoiled for you. You're welcome. Yeah, but I guarantee whatever we said still doesn't make sense. True. <laughs> the sense of also, because like I said, I didn't actually complete it. I just watched videos and read. So yeah. there's probably some intricacies that I'm missing. For sure. If you don't like slow, spooky games, skip this one because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You've heard us. The yin and yang of podcasting. If you think you're going into this game getting Alex Kidd Miracle World, you're in for a, a surprise because it's no Alex Kidd in Miracle World. <laughs> Are you saying this is worse than Alex Kidd in Miracle World? Um, no, it's just a different genre, and it's it's better than Alex Kidd in Miracle World. All right. That's the rating I'll give it. This has been a fun cast from the two top of their game guys. That's what we tell ourselves. <laughs> That's it. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2. All right. <laughs> <laughs>